Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the show, go to patreon.com slash laststandmedia. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 104 of Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast. Today, I am joined by Game Pass's number one fan. Let me get a shirt check. Hold on. Is that, is that from where I think it is? Okay, I was worried. I was worried you were wearing a Death Loop shirt. I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> I, I, about to get I said to make sure. I saw I saw the light orange. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, stand up, sir, please. <laughs> Thank you. He's like, he's like, yo, you had to identify yourself. What is yeah. that? <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing better. Doing better than getting yesterday. I know I've been fighting the flu a little bit and a little mm. sinus pressure and all this other nonsense going on. So just been trying to take it easy. But um, yeah, man, we got some stuff to talk about, and I'm excited about this time actually looking forward to this one specifically I always yeah. I, I think we did it last year and i have fun but first of all how are you doing i'm doing well mm-hmm. but you, you really crusaded this episode quite honestly because we were thinking about for a holiday schedule you know what are we going to do we planned it all out and you were like we we got to do the top five again and i didn't even remember we did it and i was like oh yeah i thought it was a ddu but it was a main episode so i think we'll make this like a a holiday tradition yeah. at this point. Just the top five best and worst games that Xbox's most popular service had to offer. Can kind of be like your year-end guide on where to go download certain games, like what you should go get and what maybe you should avoid based on our opinions here. And I will say, Cog, there's two things I noticed putting together this list. Let's go. The best games. A lot of them also made by Game of the Year list. That was really interesting to see because one of Xbox's mottos is Game Pass is the home to your next favorite game. I'm just like, I'm like, ah, that's bullshit. And then here I am with <laughs> four, four of these games are on my game of the year list. So, you know, okay. I apologize to those who watch my channel. You might hear a bit of a repeat here, but mm-hmm. the worst games, they, they did better this year. I think it was tough to pick out a couple of them. And uh, that's saying something because the year before when they started doing more day one drops, I was on them and I was like, no, 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 you got to do better in this. And uh, we were getting things like Dark Alliance and that was a completely buggy, broken mess. You could argue, depending on your taste, Outriders was one of them. So I do just think in a, a quick brief look here mm-hmm. game pass did better this year than it did last year yeah big time big time considering the year that you know was publicized as, as a, a, a terrible year for them it's a good side that i felt constructing this list being you mm-hmm. both said it was hard looking for like the worst games you know mm-hmm. what i mean kind of thing whereas the best i'm like all right i got things to work with here you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it goes to a testament to show you that game pass is really the platform and, and yeah. it really does supplement the other things that they're doing. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I'm in the same pocket as you. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm curious to know, which do you want to begin with? Do we get spicy mm. with worst or do we do the best games? I think we should do best games in case anyone's clicking, listening, yeah. and maybe they're thinking like, let's do 
some recommendations almost, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know you like a little spice like I do sometimes. I mean, I always so. like the spice. I mean, but I agree. I guess for the algorithm. <laughs> mm. Maybe we should go. Maybe we should go best. Get first. the watch time up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep, keep them in. Keep them in for yeah. a little bit, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, who want to jump this off with the, with the, with the best? Mm. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll okay, go. Okay. Yeah, I'll, st- I'll start us off. So All this right, is so any order, or you doing like from? I'm like, doing five, like almost a worst to best. Worst to best. Okay, I'm doing the same yeah. thing. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the, the the last one yes. I say will be my most recommended yes. game. Yes. Yes. And it's a testament to the strength of the list that at number five here. We have one I've talked quite a bit about in 2022, although mm-hmm. it's not a 2022 game. Oh. But it made its Xbox appearance in 2022. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I know where you think you're at, but no, Cog, no. take that smile off your no. face. We're talking about Dang and Rampa again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> how am I that surprised? How, how, why did I not get this? And continue yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, he's going to talk about Persona. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'll leave that for someone else, maybe. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, p- I picked Dang and Rampa here because I was very pleased to see Xbox start to plug some holes when it comes to their JRPG lineup. They're just Japanese games lineup in general. And to me, you know, I've played a lot of visual novels, uh, not some of the more niche ones, but your bigger ones like your Danganronpas, your Zero Escapes and so on. And uh, also I the Somnium Files, but I just think Danganronpa, there's something about the setting and the atmosphere that really clicks with me where now the full trilogy is on Game Pass, and I'm happy to see that because this was the last thing that was on my list for Xbox to bring over. And to see them address that was nice. It showed to me a more concerted effort to wipe away that narrative about their box, even though it's many years late. But it's certainly not a game that's going to draw mass attention, I don't think, although there's a, a real diehard fan base for it. But for those who have not heard me week in, week out, this is your holiday reminder to give Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc a download. There's also two, Goodbye Despair, and V3, Killing Harmony, all available on Game Pass. Play those in order. You cannot start with the second game or the third game. Mm. Some people have asked before. Start with the first one. Build mm. your way up. First one's about 30-ish hours here, and uh, sometimes a little bit less. I'd say, like, took me 25 last time I did it, but... It's the setting. It's a first-person visual novel game with some real creepy vibes. For those who don't know, the idea is that you're the ultimate lucky student. You've been bolted up inside this high school. And I know that sounds like a general setup for any Japanese game, the high school student. They love their school settings over in Japan. But the reason this works is because there's a claustrophobia to the game and there's a whodunit type of mechanism to it. So. What happens is your only way to escape is to commit a murder and get away with it. So what happens is someone will die and the people you're talking to and developing relationships with, not just in main story, but optional content, you'll hang out with them and stuff, may actually be the next killer. So there's that kind of gut-wrenching feeling of, oh, I spent some time with this person I really liked and turns out they're a killer. And when the killer gets caught, they also get executed. So your class just gradually shrinks Mm -hmm. down and as it shrinks down the finger pointing increases and the tension increases so it only gets better as you get deeper and there's some real wild mysteries i think the trial system here is so unique it can as as kaga said it can at times be a little frustrating where you want to get ahead of it because you know especially in danganronpa one it's the first of its kind so you may be ahead of some of those mysteries and know like where 
the thing you're looking for is or who did what and and you just want to get to that point it can get a little frustrating but i think it's just such a i'm a sucker for murder mysteries of course but I think it's just a really good one, a series of them. And the ultimate mystery at the heart of the universe, like why are we bolted up in a school, killing each other to leave? How is a bear <laughs> running this whole thing? Why is this running the way it's supposed to? And I think the payoff is fantastic, especially by the end of the series, but you do get it in the first game. And so I just gotta say, like it's easily in my top five. The rest of the games I have here, are games that dropped in 2022 because that's how the list should be constructed. But I felt mm-hmm. like when I saw Xbox plug this hole, I had to champion it one more time without trolling cog and just put it out there on why Danganronpa is a, I feel, must download and at least try experience. Like we talked about with Pentiment, get to your first murder, feel it out, see if you like it. Once you get to the end of the trials, what I would say with Danganronpa, now you've really seen the full breadth of mechanics. If you don't like it then, or you don't see yourself going all the way, you can drop it. But what I will promise you is it gets better and more depressing as it goes on. So that's why Danganronpa has made the top five best Game Pass games of 2022 for me. You actually surprised me this time. (laughs) You actually surprised me. I, I get it, I get it. Look, you know, it's funny because Xbox values that that franchise. Mm-hmm. Like they they value it. That they were very keen to to promote it the way they did to get the series on the platform. So it's cool to see them recognize what you yeah. recognize and say, okay, yeah. this is a big series. We need it on the platform. And yeah, you know, I was fortunate to uh, experience mm-hmm. all the glory that is dragging yeah, yeah. off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have some of my issues with it, but for the most part, no, I, I, I will say for a murder mystery and try to figure it out, what's going on, there's some things that are really well done and first of its console. Salute to you on that one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'll just say that the reason it's here, and this kind of speaks for itself, so I probably won't say it for the rest of them, but... Mm-hmm. Up is good for Game Pass because you can try this one and just like any of these games, see if you like it. And yep. and it's hard to convince people at times to buy it. And I think that's why you get such a high investment of the fan base because they're like, oh, this is way better than I ever expected. And I can't believe I only spent this much on it where that will increase if you end up really liking it through Game Pass. But if you don't like it, you won't have lost anything so that's just my closing thoughts on that but uh it's, it's your turn sir i'm curious where you're going to kick this off i have no expectations for your list because i don't really <laughs> i don't know where you're going to go with this one yeah man this is this is, a, this is an interesting list I, I had to battle and think okay this is you know my fifth number five this had to fight to get to this spot there were a lot of contenders for this but legitimate contenders but i had to say okay what was mm-hmm. the game for cog that if I tell someone, yo, they're getting an Xbox, you know, check this game out. You need to check it out. You need to give this a shot. And what's what's the theme song? Everybody's got a little hole in the middle. That's mm. my joint. Everybody's mm. got to do a dance with the devil as dust falls. Makes mm. the list. It does. And the reason it does is two things. One, Cog's a little bit of a like his little artsy fartsy games, little mm-hmm. little film festival type situations, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And I remember when I saw the trailer for it, it was, again, the joke was, these are the Grand Theft Auto stills. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And then you, you had some little animation going on and stuff, and it was telling the story, two families, you know, going on at the same time, time jump going on, potential hostage, hostage situation. And I thought it looked interesting, but I didn't really think much of it until obviously it started getting close to release. Shout out to, to the good folks at Interior Night. 
And I remember being there with Solve. And again, I'm a sucker also for telltale type games, you know, the, the quote unquote walking sim type games, you know, choose your adventure type games with branching paths and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So I'm coming in there thinking, OK, it's just going to do that. And then we played it in a group of eight people. I'm like, why do we need more people to, to, to play this? <laughs> like, I didn't mm-hmm. understand. And that's when the magic really started to happen. And um, right. it was just, you know, between the mobile aspect and, and a person picking up a controller and you saw people get emotionally invested with these characters and to see where it goes so i love stuff like that where the writing really takes different turns and characters fates are in your hands and i'll never forget it was a couple of moments with um trusting certain characters (laughs) you know what i mean And, 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 and certain characters fates really tied to others and the time scale was it perfect no but i will say that Everybody I've told tried this game, they've come back to me and said, oh, nah, I can't find it. I do mm-hmm. like it. I do like it, you know? And, and that's one of the things. It's it's a game I've shown many people, even non-gamer friends. Say, like, come on, let me see what you think about this. I'm curious. And they're like, yo, when we gonna do the next chapter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of so as dust falls made it. Shout out, I gotta I gotta do a little plug. Shout out to I remember Addict was a he he's very hard to please. I love Addict. The young boy is hard <laughs> to please. I said, do me a favor. Grab your girl up, grab give her a controller, and just stream and let me know. Just just for like an hour and just let me know what you think. So what, not only did he enjoy it and she enjoyed it, right? This is one of IOP's like best trees <laughs> with them two playing and, and fighting like, no, 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 we gonna do this. Uh, you know, between yeah, the husband yeah. and wife. It's so fun. So I think it, it's a good start for a genre, especially with Xbox, with cloud, everything they're doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what are my little indie RT fart? It made the list, man. Shout out to Interior Night. I love As Dust Falls. Yeah, and and one thing that doesn't get talked about enough with this game because it's it's in my game of your list, no doubt. Like I I love this game because um, you know, one thing that really stood out to me this year when I was making my list is I, I realized I was picking things that did things a little bit more unique than others than everything that was perfect. And so, what I loved about As Dusk Falls was. You know, number one, I've been out of that Telltale style game for a while. So the fact that I even played it and then beat it is saying something to me. Like, I just kind of grew out of them. Like, when I go back and play them, it doesn't feel the same. But what As Dusk Falls offers is one of the best multiplayer experiences of the year. And that's hilarious to say because that's typically associated with games like, oh, Destiny or Halo. It's like, no, that's the multiplayer game. But given the unique choice structure of the game and how your friends could override choices and the battles that go on and when people want to use those overrides per chapter and the tension of everyone experiencing the story at the same time, it really works. It really, really works. And I love the the whole game from start to finish. I I was really satisfied by the end. You look at the branching paths and I think that multiplayer lends itself to the game really well, not just on a, a um, a way of making choices, but a replayability. replayability. Yes. Like, you know, just going back and seeing other routes of friends. That's what we did. And it was, it was a ton of fun. So, uh, you know, I just got to say that like on, on top of what you put out there, just the multiplayer is a complete slam dunk because you can get anyone involved. And I understand there's always that battle of like accessibility and like, you know, is it for the gamer or not? But this is something you can hand to a non-gamer, like a family get together even yes. be like be like hey let's play I've this together it. and i know that i i have it personally mm-hmm. like i just play with a bunch of friends who love video games and, mm-hmm. and but it was awesome just posting up for like i think this is a six hour game maybe a little bit longer mm-hmm. than that and just 
breezing through it and and really getting gripped by some of its themes but again that multiplayer was fantastic i I really because like last point is just no please like these types of games always need that mechanic to me now they always need to have the multiplayer that as dust falls have because otherwise i just feel like it's going to be inferior yeah, no, I, I think I think they you, you nailed it because that's what created the unique lane, that multiplayer aspect. And I, to me, the key was after the chapter was complete and playing with your friends and then also seeing what the community did in those instances, seeing where your morality, your percentages were because they rank you at the end. But to see how it is like, yo, only seven percent of people did this. And then you see and the fact that they show you the branching paths that are potentially grayed out and. It, it, it lends itself perfectly to replayability. And last point I'll say is most Telltale games, what As Dust Falls well does better than anything, they want you to start all the way at the beginning of the chapter. As Dust Falls, you could go back to the branch, individual branches, and start right then and try mm-hmm. something else and just to see. So the replayability is really, it's really done well. So I, I wanted to give them a credit because that, like you said, after experiencing that, I can't do those type of games no other way now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It's a game changer for sure. All right, so I'm on to number four here. My best Game Pass games of 2022. This one might be another surprise, but I've talked about it a lot. Sniper Elite 5. I, yeah, man, I, I really like this game. So I've always loved this series. I've always thought it was a lot of fun. I thought four was a little disappointing. But the reason five clicked with me is it felt like the environments were bigger than they've ever been. It felt kind of back to basics in a way when it came to V2, V2 being my favorite in the series. And so I appreciate all that, plus the loadout focus. And honestly, the way it took some inspiration from Hitman worked really well for me, which was my game of the year last year, or was it 2020? I think it was 2020. But point being is the reason why this game pushed above the others as well is Sniper Elite 5 has one of the most dope invasion mechanics. And it's funny because Deathloop does it similarly, but Deathloop makes so many sacrifices across the board to achieve that invasion mechanic where Sniper Elite 5 has so much going on in its levels. The missions continue. There's so many ways to approach them. And then it'll say, you've been invaded by a Sniper Jaeger. And you're like, okay, hold on. What was going on here? And you'll see like another dude just like running around the map and like he's sniping you down while other NPCs are sniping you. And it creates this very unique tension where that's the player. Like I need to take him out. But if I try to take him out, I'll alert this whole camp. And the way that choices just interweave into the gameplay experience was so fun to me. Like replaying missions was so fun because you never knew when someone's gonna pop up. When you're taking, cause it, like you wanted to kind of get through the mission quickly, but mm-hmm. when you're taking your time and you're just getting into a base and it says you've been invaded by a sniper Jaeger, you're like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Like not, not now, not now. Not like this. I, and I love that because it was constantly like an uncomfortable, but really fun experience. And what they did was marvelous. Cause obviously Sniper Elite is really well known for their X-ray kill cam those felt good on their own but when you dome a dude across the fields that's been stalking you all mission long and you know it's another player it is a moment man it's so good and you know it's funny we were just talking about co-op this was a lot of fun in co-op I played it all the way through with a close friend of mine and you know the the typical sniper elite co-op you've come to know like synchronizing shots at the same time you get the guy on the left i get the guy on the right that type of stuff works just as well as it has always 
and then the things like where you can make noise on the map, I felt was easier to synchronize your shot with. Uh, just that sense of openness with the invasion mechanic really made things feel dangerous because you're like the dude stalking you could be on the other end of the map or very close to you. And it just kept me really invested. All I'll say about this game that was whack was the final mission. Final mission mm. was whack, way mm. too rushed, just boom, boom, over. And gotcha. the same thing, funny enough, I said about Hitman 3, but that was my game of the year because one level wasn't gonna override what I thought was like five excellent levels in that game that I put 40 hours into. Mm -hmm. So in the case of Sniper Elite 5 here, uh, again, it's that invasion mechanic that really defines it to me. And I, I urge people to go in there and give it a try just because, not even the co-op, you could play it with a friend, but just because when you were out on that mission, you're sniping down fools, and suddenly someone pops into your game, you'll get that feeling, mm. that intangible feeling that only a game can provide with its surprises. And when you win that encounter, oh. it feels incredible. But when you lose, it's not overly punishing as well. And you can turn this off, so oh, okay. there's that too. Okay. Um, but I keep it on. And I, I typically, like, here's the thing, typically in like Dark Souls or whatever, I'm just like, oh, get the fuck out of my game, dude, no. Yeah. But but like with this game, I just think it's because the you you know you knew they weren't going to be right on top of you right away. Like same thing with Deathloop, they're usually right on top of you. You know you have to find them right away. Where Sniper Elite Five, like people will be in my game for 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just like, yo, this is building up. Like where is this that guy? guy? Miles, yeah, yeah. And if you don't move for a while, they'll let you know that that's the one thing that some people may find whack. But you can't just camp. You can't just post up. Mm, so really? someone can't just wait for you to cross by. If okay. they don't move, they, they suddenly you get a call and it's like, they're here, we got them on our tracker. And you got <laughs> you can go find them. It's like, okay, now I know where oh, you're at. Oh, they got the snitch mechanic. Yeah. Yes, yes they do. So Sniper Elite 5 I think is fantastic and uh, easily makes my top five. Nice, no, I love to hear. I did not know about that. You got my interest mm -hmm. with that. I like mm -hmm. that because, I mean, it makes sense obviously sniping and camping and stuff like that, but that's yeah. actually really cool, man. Now I yeah. know you went hard. I'm actually, not too surprised with that one because I know how hard mm -hmm. you went for that salute this life. That was me. a good surprise this year too. Like that's in yes. my top 10 of this year and I just remember when I beat it, I was thinking that was a really solid game and that yeah, invasion yeah. mechanic is what put it on the game of the year list. Again, it was just unique and the way mm -hmm. that it didn't sacrifice anything to have it exist was, uh, you know, hats off to Rebellion. They did a good job with that no, game. Salute, salute. Now for me, this next one, they had to think, you know, really long and hard. Okay, again, what was the title you know, for COG that I'm telling people, like you said, kind of like that unique experience where you give it a chance. And if you give it a chance, man, I, I literally had so much fun. I'm gonna be honest, out of all the battle royales, <laughs> this uh -oh. was the best one I've played. It was unique. It had fighting game mechanics, Naraka, Blade point. Mm. I gotta roll for the rock. I gotta ride for the rock. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected this one. Yeah, man. I thought it'd be higher though. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I had to be so honest with myself. Trust me, the rocket could have easily been higher too. Yeah. But there's other things in the mix too. Yeah, but the rocket, on. the thing about the rocket is again, I've been out of Battle Royale for a long time. Obviously, I have fighting game sensibilities. You know, first of all, the art style of these characters are absolutely outstanding. They're all based mm -hmm. in really like Chinese mythology, very spiritual, celestial beings. When you play the the map, there's like this big uh, serpent dragon thing, and that's what's blowing the, it's like they they gamified the battle royale. So instead of like the stuff closing, you know, with the mist and stuff, like this dragon is blowing this mist and closing this center, and, and that's what's damaging. The thing about it is that, again, 
most battle royale games is okay camp gunplay okay cool but because this is a fighting game and there's mm. the strong attack there's the repel attack there's block there's counter it, it becomes rock paper scissors so if i'm better than you i could beat a bunch of people then the other thing that takes it to the next level is traversal this game has some of the best traversal i've ever seen for a battle royale game i mean you got your grappling hook you can scale up on tree like elevation in a battle royale is huge you can literally get on top of trees and you can see three people like should i choose to engage with those two guys down mm. let me wait let me let them and then i'll come up and scoop then the thing is they have this, <laughs> yeah like you'd you be like all right cool and, and here's the thing like what i love about it the weapons Every weapon is unique, double sword style, nunchucks, what you call single sword, um, spear, all with unique properties, all with unique abilities. Then on the map, as, you, as you're scavenging and you're going through little Shaolin temples and stuff like that, you have these little jade systems that you can apply and then you can, it'll give you extra combo, extra move with a specific weapon type. Some weapon types are good up close. It, it becomes this now mini meta game of builds. Right? How do I spec my, my character out? So you got that. Then the game has a skill tree. How you got a skill tree in Battle Royale? So it's like, okay, do I want my super meter to, to go faster? Do I want, you know, um me to to be able to um move like grapple longer distances? It it's 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 so well done. And then I just said it, the game has supers. Each character is a Shaolin monk, bro. You could turn into some big spiritual celestial thing with four arms, grab people up, smash yeah. Like, it is just so out of control. So it's like a fighting game, boss game, action game, all in one. Then, besides all of that, you don't want to do Battle Royale. We got this other mode where it's like just a free-for-all who gets knocked off the island. They had the collaboration with four guys. I mean, they got a campaign. Like... I get mad at Xbox. Like this game is phenomenal. Like it, people, mm. it's a it's a sensation in China on, on PC. But to see them go to Xbox and Xbox secure this game, shout out to them. And I got to shout out my characters, Viper Nin, the little ninja. She's the chick. Mm. She's got I like her super ability. She makes people weak. But my real guy is this kind of his name is Yoshan. He's got like he's kind of like one of these royal imperial um samurai kind of warriors but like he's got this big axe he turns into this big being starts cleaving people it's crazy it's good naraka nice. blade try naraka blade point one of the uh, uh, uh best tutorials too for a battle royal to get you into if you because you could play against bots that's my thing battle royal is very intimidating so mm -hmm. i always tell people do the training you play against bots get your confidence up learn the flow of the game once you get in there you're gonna get addicted brother yeah blade point all day Nice. I like that one. All right. We're entering the top three now. This one, I haven't had a chance to really talk about much because it popped up towards the tail end of the year. But I did mention it on one episode, Signalis. Oh, so did. Yes. This one snuck up on me, and I definitely wouldn't have tried if it weren't for Game Pass. So Signalis is a... Resident Evil slash Silent Hill, and I'm talking about the older ones, inspired survival horror game with one of the more unique art styles I've seen that harkens back to the PS1, but then it also has adventure mechanics where you're interacting with things on screen and solving puzzles. But this game just 
oozes tension and atmosphere like it's nobody's business. It's mm. insane mm. how much they nailed it. The art, the sound, everything is here. And clearly their driving inspiration was a game I played for the first time this year, Silent Hill. Yes. And I like that they did that because they really drove it home. It's ambiguous. The narrative is definitely left up to more interpretation than I would have liked it to have been. But it's a game that without a doubt has a true sense of identity. And that's very hard to establish in a day and age where we're just consuming endless games and they're constantly being thrown onto the service. This game looks so different from anything else that's out right now. And especially because of the way they change perspectives. Typically the camera's not directly overhead, but it's more tilted at an angle where you can see the room and it'll change sometimes depending on what room you walk into. Mm -hmm. It's got all of the old school sensibilities with modernized mechanics. So you're okay. not really gonna be fighting with the game on a technical level. But then as you're walking around, sometimes you get the beats in the story that go first person, not gunplay wise, but like interaction and exploration. And so it becomes a little more scary. I just think the way that they managed to deliver something so intense with no voice work and just music and sound effects and art style, of course, is, is phenomenal. It's mm. a nine hour thing that you can finish pretty much in a weekend if you so desire. I have always said that survival horror would probably be my second favorite genre in all video games. I just don't consider myself like an expert on them as I do with say RPGs, like just the way survival horror games are made. I just can't wrap my head around it. It's so difficult Like the resource management and this game mm -hmm. is hardcore when it comes to resource management. And this will be the factor that could break some people. Talk right now, the inventory system, it's only six slots. Let's say I need this cap to put it onto this bottle mm -hmm. to then complete the puzzle. But my inventory is full, but I have the bottle in there. When you interact with the cap, they're gonna say your inventory is full. So you have to run back to the chest, empty a slot, then you can pick up the cap just to screw it and turn it into <laughs> one item with the bottle with the cap. That can be annoying because yeah. it happens a lot. It can also be sometimes difficult to progress with the puzzles, and you probably will use a guide, and I did so without any shame. But it just continued to win me over with its subtlety even. Uh, for example, you'll have to mess with the radio to find a particular enemy, and once you find that enemy, like it'll have like the radio signal above their head, and otherwise it'll be kind of this graphical glitch. And when mm. you shoot them, everyone else dies and that enemy drops and you're like, okay, I got the right one. Mm. Um, other smaller, more subtle things, like when you're aiming down sights at an enemy, you'll see a little red targeting box and it'll be wide. And you'll hit them right away on that first shot, but it slowly shrinks and gets tighter. And once it's done shrinking, then you'll do the most damage. So if you're able to create distance and let that thing shrink down, it works really well where you can be efficient with the materials you have. Because this game isn't like Resident Evil, Resident Evil is balanced by like, how much stuff do you have in your inventory? Oh, you have a lot? You have a lot of ammo? Okay, you're gonna put like 40 shots into this thing because we need to lower you down. <laughs> I've never been a fan of that. Yeah. I like that Signalis says like, hey, you got 20 bullets, good. And if you're smart with how you use them, you'll have 18 once this is done. Mm. Like that type of stuff is really nice to me. So the only thing I just warn people about is the inventory system as you get deeper in the game, can be a little frustrating, especially if you're trying to rock without a guide, which I did for about six hours. I was like, I, I wanna finish this. So it will break you down in that regard, but some people love that. Some people love that. 
but it is otherwise one of the most unique games that's dropped this year and one that I don't think it's talked about it enough. Doesn't. I mean, right. it came and went and I think it's mm. one of the most well-made games this year. The way they pulled it all together, the multiple endings, the art style, the unique nature of it, it reviewed really well. It just came out in a busy time with Scorn and Gotham Knights and Plague Tale Requiem where conversations were going on more about frame rate than cool indie games. Preach. And uh, yeah, I just got to throw out Signalis there. Easy top three for me. Snuck up on me. Fantastic game. Please play it. No doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I'm seeing the indie love. I'm, I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see it in Back to back. You know, last year yeah. was uh, unsighted. Last year was unsighted. That was my mm-hmm. little discovery that I wanted to shout out to everyone. But this year, yeah, it's, it's definitely... It's definitely Signalis. That's the one that I'm going to champion for a while. I got to get to it, man. Man, the backlog is so crazy. And you did yeah. tell me about it. And I looked at it. I'm like, this looks like a game I would like. It's very unique. And yeah, it looked fun. It looked fun. I, I got to get it. Man. There's so many days. I will say the, the longest game I have on this list is Daniel Rumpel, which is 25 hours. So everything wow. I'm recommending here okay. is nice and short, if you okay. will. Like Signalis okay. took me about nine and a half. Cyber Elite was about 10-ish. I played it for longer because I really liked it, but not that long either. And then we'll get into the rest of my list. But point being is I just want to make sure I pick games for y'all that you could pick up, try. If you like them, you can beat them, Mm -hmm. especially when you have some free time during the holidays, maybe. No doubt. Um, But if not, uh, it's not like you are going to be dropping a gargantuan experience (laughs) that you would have missed something in the 40th hour on. That's cool. They'll they'll, they'll love it. Now I'm up to number three. You know what I mean? So we got to figure it out. Okay, now we got got to isolate these these top experiences for Cobb. So this one, look, man, y'all know the story with me in this one. I've said it a bunch of times. You know, I didn't even think this game needed to be made (laughs) at first. But, Uh. man. Grounded okay. got my heart. <laughs> the kids, honey, I shrunk the kids did it, man. They did it. <laughs> this is um look, this is probably one of the most fun cooperative experiences I've had this year. Mm. And and that's saying a lot. I, I'm a I'm a guy that plays Destiny. I'm a guy that plays co-op. Co-op is a big deal for me. And you know, the thing for me is I remember when Grounded first launched. And I'm like, you know, the, the initial, what is it, game preview or what have you. And I remember, like it was yesterday, I said, okay, eh, not really seeing it. I don't like this genre. And again, it was a situation where I feel like, okay, you know, I don't feel Obsidian probably should have messed around with this, but this is their passion mm-hmm. project. Okay, fine. Man, was I wrong. When that full release uh, dropped, the thing about it is, it's not only the fact that the game is really polished for this genre, but it's extremely polished. Not only does this game have tremendous personality, but the thing that got me from the beginning is it had a narrative. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh-huh. We doing a story, like a legit story of why this happened? Why yeah. these kids got shrunk? What's going on? And then the, the, the typical obsidian humor, the menus, and it just set itself up in a way that it handheld me to try it, to try, okay, let's get a bush, let's do this, let's get this stick, let's do this, okay, let's go to the source of where this radio signal is, let's try to figure out what's happening. So now I have a narrative commitment to continue. That was big for me because again, with survival, I don't like them because generally it's throw you on an island and go make fire and go make, and Cog immediately checks out, right? Grounded's approach was much different. So you had that, and then it just works with the threat 
of the bugs, the size of the bug, the fact you don't want to be walking them streets at night with the bugs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then what like me and you talked about, you know, you can play solo, yes, but this game is meant for co-op. This game, yes. legit, when you play with your friends, it is the next level. So then, as a person, get this, I am not a builder. I do not build structures. I have some of my friends doing that, and I remember we're trying to get across a pond on the other side of the map, and he's they're starting to build bridges and stuff, right? So I'm like, I don't do that. But they was like, Carl, just could you please get like four leaves? <laughs> I and don't they, do that. So then I'm like, all right. And then I, and then it's like this community thing, and it's like, all right, I'm helping. Like I'm bringing over four little, uh, you know, weed sticks, and then you're gonna make this thing, and we build it across the whole uh, map to get to the other side to get this uh, this other thing. So you got the bases, you got the the the, the mutations, the unique perks. It, it it's so much depth to it and then the key for me is when you start building your armor and your weapons and the little peep mechanic and dangerous zones in the map and different biomes when to me it really took off last point i'll say is when you have to go, go up it, into the trees and, mm. and like okay i got my little my little parachute thing i can glide so i don't fall it, it just really opens up the game is phenomenal obsidian outdid themselves this is a sleeper hit, a game I clowned. I could not. I'm like, yo, guys, when we gonna get back on? Because <laughs> and then praise to them for someone who, again, who who's skeptical. The other thing is, play that that server shared server mechanic is yes. huge. Most games don't do that. So if you started a server, your friends get in there, you you're off one day, a couple guys are down. You know how co-op games are. Now everybody's mm-hmm. on at the same time. Yes. And you know we we complain. Remember we were talking about maybe potential redfall or some other things that you like everybody's got to be on. Not not grounded. Grounded. Hey, two guys are on. We could continue the store. We could continue things and then the other guys come on and they could catch up. It's so well done. Such polish. Obsidian, Adam Fennecke, shout out to the team. This is a phenomenal game. I absolutely love it. I hope they continue to support it. I am a I'm a grounded converted, man. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. I'm converted all the way with the kids, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you and I both, man. I, that yeah. was a game that I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did, but it, it really did shine this year, and uh, it was extremely impressive. So, great pick there to enter your top three. Number two. Let's go. This one won't come as any surprise. The Prophet predicted it back in a fateful June showcase, and it came true, and it was easily one of the best video games to drop this year, let alone one of the very best Game Pass had brought day one. Let's go. The Ninja Turtles are back, baby. Yeah. TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Let's go. I mean, this is just a personal pick, honestly, at this point. It's it's a wonderful game, but y'all know how I feel about the Ninja Turtles, and how dirty I think they've been done and how stunning it is that they really haven't got a lot of video game love as of late. I just don't know why with all of that wonderful material sitting there, no one's thought, let's make a big game out of this one. And while this isn't the blockbuster game I'm looking for, Shredder's Revenge is the best pickup and play game you have this year. You can pick it up for 10 minutes, five minutes even. 
could pick it up for an hour, two hours, three hours. It's a short game. Levels are short. There's tons of unlockables. There's a lot of character, a lot of personality. The music jams hard. You can go up to, I believe it's like, what, six-player co-op in this game? Like, you can just so go crazy. all in. And it's chaotic. And That's... it's so fun. I just, I keep coming back to this game. It's not even just Xbox Game Pass. Like, I bought it on my Switch. I saw I'm playing it on PC. I'm playing it on Xbox. I'm playing it on Switch. I'm playing it on Cloud. Like, I don't give a damn. I'm just playing this game a ton. And it's because it just manages to honor the Ninja Turtles so well, but also one of the very best beat-em-ups to ever be released, which is Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time is a game that I never thought could be topped, but honestly, Shredder's Revenge really does give it a run for its money and takes everything Turtles in Time stands for and evolves it. They take the bomb music, they evolve it. They take the character progression and actually layer it in. They give all these nuances to the combat styles of each turtle. Like, Raph is strong, but he's more up close, whereas Donatello has the range from the staff. You know, the, the game is a little dependent on super attacks. Like, you can do the taunt and just keep recharging your bars and just unleash yeah. constantly. But that doesn't matter to me. It is a game that puts fun first. It is a... I quote my man Jake Baldino video game as video game yes and it is just a ton of fun to fire up whenever it does not need any more explanation than it is the turtles doing what they've always done for dozens of years which is make great beat-em-ups and this one's no different just the only thing is it's a lot of fun highly recommended oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. strong strong look man when that thing came out Mm -hmm. All the vibes, all the good feels came out. And I'm just like, yeah. man. Just, it's time. a match, man. Turtles yeah. and Xbox. It's a match. Yeah. It's a match. It's a match. And that thing killed it. Was, it was so cool to see Xbox get a hold of that one. So salute mm -hmm. to you, Turtles of Time. Not surprised. Yeah. No doubt. So now we get into my number two. And it gets yeah. getting down to the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? And again, what moved the needle. And one thing I've always said is for Game Pass to take it to the next level. Game Pass has to get the AAA day and date release. The game mm. that people are, are really anticipating, right? That doesn't come late, six months later, and then added a Game mm. Pass. If you want to make a dent, you want to let people know your service is for real, you go get that Plague Tale Requiem. Oh. You go get that Plague Tale Rec Room. Oh. You go do that. Because this right here is a triple A experience with heart, with story, stealth. And I'm telling y'all right now, it is one of the most phenomenal looking games on the platform. Please check this game out. Again, if you missed the first one, okay, fine. Should play the first one. But Plague Tale, and we've talked about it on Duke before taking stealth back to the essence to the forefront again when you're not this overbearing you can beat everybody character that most games do right amicia and then obviously you got hugo the little boy you're going through you got those rat those rat physics going on mm -hmm. and the thing about it is again it's it's a time piece it's well acted the voice acting is, is amazing the music is amazing it's a really heartfelt story and i'm yes. still not all the way through it but i'm telling y'all right now from what i have played to this point I'm already convinced. <laughs> there's, mm. there's, there's nothing else I really need to say more than if you want an experience to really say, okay, this is why I have the service, right? Mm -hmm. So I can have these AAA experiences. People complain all the time. Where's the AAA? Where's the hashtag just once? Here you have it, day and date. 
yeah, I, I have to give it up to Plague Tale. I'm still going to continue it. It's got a lot of games going on. A lot of things done dropped at the same time this month. And I'm trying to survive as best I can. Mm-hmm. But I, every little, I get a little, you know, a little hour in here. It is phenomenal, man. Plague Tale, Requiem, salute. A solo Absolutely. salute. Give them a bag, Absolutely. something. Something. It's crazy. Right. I agree. So uh, yeah, I agree so much that maybe I should just get into my number one pick. Let's just get into it. Yeah, just get right into Let's it. So yeah, and, and spoiler alert: my game of the year is my number one Game Pass game, uh, Plague Tale Requiem. So, <gasps> what has Cog said that I really wouldn't have said myself? Yeah, it's just um, you know, it, it's one of those things where the emotion of Amicia and the ca- the cast in general really won me over. I mean, just superb performances. I love the vulnerability of the stealth experience. Like you're not overpowered. You don't have supernatural abilities, which I love, by the way, like y'all hear me champion dishonored. So of course I love that, but this is a different experience and it fits really well with the narrative where when you find a shiv, it's like a, Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Like I can take one person out easily. One person. Who's it going to be? That's really tough to manage, I think, because you want to give the player power, but you don't want to suppress them too much. And I feel like this game just finds a good balance, and it finds a unique balance that you saw in the first game, where most stealth games say, stay in the dark, you don't want to get spotted, but this game says, stay in the light, because you don't want to get bit by the rat, because you want to put your opponents in the darkness, because then they will get chomped up, and that'll clear a path, maybe. Um, It's just the way you interact with the environment and the enemies and create your own paths through these much larger gameplay sections i loved some people thought it lost some of its charm because you know innocence was more of a highly directed strict 10-hour experience and i always said it was one of the best directed experiences you could get last gen but when it comes to a plague tale requiem i feel like it still has that that directorial vibe to it while while still being free and open enough to just really let loose and come up with some cool tricks. And I won't spoil like some of the things you'll be able to do later in the game, but they just give you more options. It's more fun to play. The levels continue to be stunners. And yeah, like Cog said, you know, much like I picked Danganronpa as sort of a, not only a game I want to champion, but like, hey, they, they addressed a Japanese game that I never thought would come to the service. That deserves a round of applause. I think a Plague Tale Requiem, much like Cog said, is the type of game we're looking for on the occasion on this service uh, to to really wow us and be like, wow, they really went out and got the game of the year, in my opinion, on their service day one. Mm. The game of the year. That's I mean, mm. that's not gonna be for everyone, but that is Ooh. insane to say that I technically, if I didn't have my review policy where you know I, I buy my games, I wouldn't have had to pay a single cent for what I thought was the best experience this year outside of my Game Pass subscription. That is what Ooh. we are looking for. And again, I think they nailed it this year. Just to kind of round out my list, you know, A Plague Tale, TMNT, Signalis, Sniper Elite 5, all in my top 10. And in the case of Signalis and Sniper Elite, probably games that I may not have, definitely Signalis, I may not have never played without it. And again, it just shows that this is becoming a great navigation tool to find quality experiences. And if they could hit this same level again next year, alongside First Party, we are going to be eating good. I mean, mm-hmm. we've already seen some of the third-party investments with like Liza P and whatnot. So I was very, very pleased with Game Pass this year. I really don't have a single complaint about it. Of course, we have our reservations. You know, will price go up? When will it go up? And how much will it go up by? Right there with you all. But this felt like a year we might look back on and go, when you know, when the prices are up and the critiques are really starting to set in for the service as it transforms, this might be a year we look back on and go, huh. That was really, really a good time 
and yeah. uh, I'm living in it now. I'm trying to make sure I appreciate it now. So shout out to Game Pass for delivering, and uh, that's my top five. So for those who didn't remember, five Dang and Rampa. Uh, four uh, Sniper Elite, five, three mm-hmm. Signals, two TMNT Shredder's Revenge, one A Plague Tale Requiem. No doubt. Love it. And my final one, you know, this one, it's kind of a cheat, but it's not. <laughs> because we said, what's the, the best the best games of Game Pass? And this game joined Game Pass. They said it would never happen. They said... um a certain partnership was only about cloud tech. They said that uh, ah. Xbox gamers don't play JRPGs. Ah. <laughs> and a certain game came along and made mm-hmm. its debut <laughs> on the platform. And look, man, we got to put our hands together for Soda 5. I, we, we got to do it, man. We've got to do it. I mean, if Matt ain't going to do it, I got to do it. Because mm-hmm. Persona 5. I left it for you because I you knew I was like. <laughs> You were because you were playing it. I, I, by the way, we didn't connect our list at all, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I was just trusting you were going to pick this one. If you weren't, I was going to be like, by the way, just in case, yes, <laughs> but yes, I had, a, I had a feeling I was like, this has to be on his list. Like, he's never played it before. Yeah, this is this is a phenomenal edition. We've already talked about, you know, giving Xbox its flowers for going out and finally securing it. But the thing that I like to see about it is one, obviously, you know, I'm turn based. You know, I love JRPGs. And I told you at nauseum about the art style. You know what I'm saying? The Joker character, mm-hmm. the persona. And then the thing about the elemental abilities and you start to care about these characters. You start to really care about what's going on. And then the dark aspect to it you know what i mean it's really really done well this is a really they got some themes in here just to let you know there's some themes in here y'all this is not the typical hey guys school guys (laughs) it's going down it's going down it's 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 dark but it's stylish and i always say that they even when you look at the fonts and the way the words are written on the screen it's a comic book. I tell people all the time, if you want to know how the comic book plays like, play Persona. Because this thing is a beautiful <laughs> game from the minute it started. We talked about the music. Shout out to my beat. Tension is my beat. When that is in the dungeon, oh. that joint is knocking. That's on. That's in that's the gym. It's made it to the gym playlist already. Tension. Wow. Persona you have some fi- interesting taste. That's the gym playlist? Oh, that's wow. bro. When you wow. hit and that drum that drum kick hit, it's, okay. it's I got way more song. I'm just saying for for whatever reason. Oh, I'm not shaming. I just I, that is an interesting pick. There's bro, just so, it just so many hit. bangers in that it game. It hits. You know what I'm saying? It just hit. It is more stuff, don't get me wrong. But right now, I go for attention is up there. But um look, this is this is a game, man. This 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 is so cool to see because this is this is so hardcore JRPG and mm-hmm. to see it on the platform you owe yourself as a gamer to go check this out and the cool thing is not only am I seeing uh, Xbox guys go give it a shot play it enjoy it I'm seeing Xbox market it like it's a new release you know what I'm yes. saying? Like it's yes. a brand new thing. So that's cool. So yeah, shout out Persona 5. Number one. It mm. made my number one list. So again, for me, you gotta start for five for four. We got, you know, play uh as dust as dust falls. Naraka Blade Point. You know what I mean? Then we got grounded. Then we got Plague Tale. And then I had I had to throw Persona in there, man. Good list. So go check those out for my top five best. But we All got right. another category. <laughs> Yeah, we do have another category, don't we? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you want to start the worst games of the year? Oh, I mean, you know, is this? 
I'm curious as to your list because I hate I easier than you. I think so. I'm yeah. I'm I'll, just I'll start to see hate. where you start. Yeah, I'll start okay. to hate. This one is weird because it's a little indie title, and I had high hopes for it. Only because mm. when I first saw this game, Cox was like, yo, I haven't seen a snowboarding game in a while. Oh. I haven't seen, you know what I'm saying? I remember seeing it at one of these little indie showcases. Shredders, this was man. one I forgot. Yeah, Shredders. Shredders. That's one I forgot you went in on. Yeah. Bro, what, 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 babe, what are you doing? What were you doing? <laughs> I'm trying not to go too hard. No, it's a small little indie team, but this has some of the worst cringy dialogue I have ever heard in a video game. Like, this joint is like, we're YouTubers. They literally are, are YouTubers in the game. And I'm just like, mm. man, we're going to get popular and go out there and get the tricks. Then you're fighting the control. The game looked decent. The snow looked different, but it's just not as responsive. It really hurt the game experience. I couldn't recommend it. And I remember being so pumped because when I saw it, like graphically, they punched above their weight, but the execution and the narrative, no. So Shredders, yeah. you broke my heart. Hope you know. I don't know if you get a chance to see. You know what's sad is that Phil even wanted this game. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, he was like looking forward to it. So they had a lot of pressure on them. I know it has a small little indie joint, but yeah, yeah, because Phil likes to snowboard. We forget yeah. that a lot, but he, he'll post on the occasion about you know yeah. snowboarding, and it's like, oh right, right. Yeah, where you, where you at with your, All right. with your worst? Well, actually, when you said indie game that you were li- really looking forward to, I was like, oh, are we about to overlap on number five? But it. Oh, I got Seems one. not. I, I think we got one. I know we go overlap on, but I, I won't mm. you. What's your, what's your next one? Number five for me is a game I was looking forward to as well, but I know Cog was more vocally hyped for it. Got a little taste of it at PAX East and was like, hmm, not oh, so sure man, about this. No, man. No, not like this. <laughs> Trek to Yomi, man. Oh, I got to <laughs> disown you right now. <laughs> you can't do them like this. Yes, oh, I got it. I got it, man. This game did not feel good to play. If you like camera angles and Sin City art style, you will love Trek to Yomi, and that's okay. But I really did not have a good time fighting my battles a million miles out with the camera shifted down. I just couldn't get about it. The combat in this game was infuriating at times, and it really got in the way of a story that... I will say I had to. Co- this is the one time I did come for Cog's throw on the show. I was like, "What story did Cog play?" Because I thought it, he was like, "Man, it's so good." I come in and I'm like, "Okay, that was all right." I guess like I was not <laughs> captivated at all, which I was expecting at least something on a minimal level. But uh, yeah, as a artsy fartsy game, as Cog would put it, you know, I definitely love what it was trying to do. It is by no means garbage, and that's the thing that I want to emphasize again. Is to me, there's only like two piles of shit on my list right now otherwise same, like game same. pass it was same. really tough to find bad games so you'll notice that these are good more point. arguable picks good point. but good point. i still feel like trek to yomi when i looked at it is it a game i'm gonna recommend to you probably not because i just again don't think it's fun to play it's short so you could beat it in a day and a half maybe if you really want to it's six hours if you're lucky mm-hmm. but for me i just never felt like I got into a rhythm with that combat because it just never allowed me. The enemy design wasn't good. The combo design wasn't good. It just didn't feel good to play. But I I hope they build on it and I hope they come back with something a little more smooth that looks the same because if it has that, then they've got a winner. No doubt, no doubt. It's very slanderous, very disrespectful. Shakti Obi almost made my 
good list. So oh. <laughs> I almost oh. put it. I almost put it. It would literally was fighting for number five for me. Oh. It was there, but I had to go there. But look, now it's your experience, and and, and you did say. Yo, Cog, I, I really struggle a lot. Also, the control and the angles getting in the way. And that there is parts where I can't dispute that, where it's like it's getting in the way of trying to be able to counter react thing. But I got to come from you in the story, but I'm going to leave you alone. This is your mm-hmm. list. I got this. Mm-hmm. Is, this mm-hmm. is, he don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. For me, this one, again, you said it perfectly. Like most of these on my list are not, this is the worst game ever made kind of thing. Just, disappointment for me and this was one at the top of the year i'm like oh game pass got a nice little okay mm-hmm. sneak drop rainbow six extraction i forgot about this game i was oh like oh we set the year off right <laughs> all right let me see man this thing came and went so fast it just i hate to say it, it's soulless like i didn't feel anything playing this game it it, mm. it felt like an add-on game as opposed to a separate experience and the extraction mechanic and you know me and the homies guy it didn't look bad it just had no fun factor to me it had no replayability to me and now that i look back there was a part of me that's like okay yeah i see why you gave that day one the day day yeah, day you yeah. were you wanted engagement, you resolve. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you wasn't too sure. Because they normally don't give their, you know, their their joints uh, day and date, their brand new yeah. releases. So yeah, I, I got a Rainbow Six. Extract. I forgot that one existed, man. That was that's a crazy throwback. That I can't believe that was the start of the year, though. It was. Yeah, bro. Remember? And we were like, yo, remember the announcement? We were like, okay. Yeah, we were kind of ju- juiced up a little yeah. bit on that one. <laughs> that boy came and went like a bad habit, man. So yes. Oh, I think that's extracts. the truth. Yeah, you, you're on the list, brother. You're on the list. This one I'm disappointed to have, Uh-oh. as Chris Jericho would say, make the list. Make but the list. number four of my worst Game Pass games of 2022, I'm not really a Pokemon Snap guy, but I love animals. And if you make me a game that lets me take pictures of particularly my favorite animal, dogs, you got my attention. But paparazzi <laughs> did not deliver in any way, shape, or form like I was hoping for. Even my girlfriend, who is not a critic of anything at all, and she takes pride in not hating things, was like, this this kind of sucks. And, <laughs> and I was really saddened by paparazzi because I want a nice, cute game that takes me away from the depressing narratives I tend to enjoy, the action games I tend to gravitate towards to, the, the mind-sapping turn-based combat I always love engaging with. So for me, this was a break from the norm, and I was truly excited. I thought paparazzi truly couldn't miss, but it did. And it was really a super buggy game is what it comes down to. And at first, I thought maybe the art style would be charming in those quick shots of the trailer. But when you see like dogs really don't have animations, they're just all very, uh, we'll just say alpha. Yeah. Uh, it was seeming like this game just was, I don't want to say slapped together, but 
it did not get its final polishing passes with much attention put on it. And uh, much like Cog said with the Game Pass bag with Rainbow Six, I was like, oh, you did day one because probably this was the best way to recoup assets, uh, which was disappointing to see because Paparazzi, I think, wasn't going to light the internet ablaze, but maybe would have got some fanfare if it was fun and engaging and cute. Uh, but it was really none of those. And and that was a heartbreaker because, you know, I, I love dogs, man. So for me, like, this was just speaking to me. Like, I don't want to float around on rails and play po and watch Pokemon drink water and be like, oh, picture. You know, like, I'm just a big Pokemon snap slanderer. But with paparazzi like the fact that i could run around in first person that dogs would line up with me i was like okay this could be cool but it just falls apart so quickly and there's not much meat to the experience it's just it's not a good time that's all there is to it so it makes the worst game list for 2022 no doubt no doubt i, rem I remember you talking about it i do remember this uh, that that makes sense yeah uh, this next one now we go on worst this next one broke my heart to add it to the list but i had to be real myself had to be real with us like cog with all the hype that this game got and being day one on game pass and we saw it for a little bit then it went away and we were like yo what happened to this game where where this game was at is it coming out then it popped back up and we're like all right and then we did a sacred symbols defining duke cross and the sacred mm -hmm. boys were hyped mm -hmm. for this game and I'm sorry, Maddie. I know, I know you talked about it. You liked it, but Scorn, you got to come to the front of the congregation. Oh, I didn't like Scorn. Oh, okay. Because nah, <laughs> I, I remember you were kind of like, nah, you know, I'm feeling. But then they did something at mm. the end where they tried to throw a co combat mechanic in it, and then it just went completely left for you. But it just didn't hit for me. It didn't mm -hmm. hit at all. And I was just like. I love the art style, love the, you know, the Geiger influence and stuff like that. And I thought it was going to be really something special, but it just ended up being very slow plotting. And I just wasn't impressed. It, it, it just didn't, it didn't hit. So I, it hurt because I remember being excited for this one. But yeah, man, yeah. scorn was scorned for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Scorn, scorn was a, we'll talk about scorn later. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but that was my number three and then when we get on with what's about my last two i got words but yeah. i'm dying to hear yours next now. number three i guess you'll say i'm dressed for the occasion maybe with oh, uh flannel, what i'm wearing the flannel, today the out the flannels the flannels out a Let's game decide to make an appearance on my service a game that is a disrespect to everything that came before it, though the industry pretends it's not. No, you or double dipping cog. Oh, <laughs> this guy here, this guy. Number three is Deathloop, baby. Welcome to Xbox and welcome <laughs> to my show. You are one of the worst games that dropped on this service because you dared to become more popular than Dishonored and Prey. That is why. And there is no, this is my flannel, man. This is what I'm saying. This is my flannel, right? I showed up for the occasion. I wore this just for the show because, ladies and gentlemen, 
Everyone who's played Deathloop, you know, Cog, I was letting him do his whole propaganda here. And like, Deathloop's <laughs> good. It's good, dude. I was like, all right, all right. I'll just wait till this episode. And finally, we're here to write the record that if you have enjoyed a morsel of Deathloop, that there are three, technically four, full-fledged experiences from the same developer awaiting you that are far better. And they're all on Game Pass. So I'd like to introduce you to uh-huh. Dishonored 1. Dishonored 2, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. And if you don't like fantasy magic stuff and you like something that kind of created what Deathloop is, I recommend you play Prey as well as Prey Moon Crash. And I'm going to leave it there. Deathloop came to the service. It tried to take over again, but I'm not going to allow it. Not on my show. Nope. Sorry. Arcane, forgive him. This man is very <laughs> upset. He's very scarred about... He, he, he don't like the popularity of this game. That, that's what this is. But we, we understand. It, it's just not for him. But to see... I've never seen this very vengeful, spiteful man. This is a spiteful baddie, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, Honestly, he I couldn't find a good fifth one. I was like... I saw it and I went... Just like the crosshair starting to circle around. I was like, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. And no. I was like, top three would be pretty nice for this one. All right. Perfect. The Dinga, forgive him. Forgive him, Dinga. Yeah, if you ever wonder why we never do an Arcane interview on this show, we'll, we'll maybe get anyone else in this industry. But if Arcane says, no, we don't want to work with them. We understand. We understand. That might, that might be my fault. <laughs> so now we get to the final two. And these are, woo, this one, man. I remember seeing this thing and I'm like, all right, you know, little, almost like a little card vibe, you know, little graphics, little co-development remedy. Oh. Bro, Crossfire X, get you behind to the front of the congregation. <laughs> what the hell, man? Crossfire X, what, what's that mean? Baby, what are you doing? No, no, man. <laughs> what are you doing? No, some of the worst control, the UI, just half-baked. Like, like, I've never seen a product just come out like that. Like, who said finished? Who said, yo, <laughs> <Done. ready> to, <laughs> forget the janky, you know, you, I forget the control. It's ready to go. Like, yeah, man. Crossfire X, man. And I remember at one point when I saw the trend, I, I remember saying to myself, oh, that looked kind of good. It may be all right. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all thought we were going to get like a nice, tight, maybe like creepy remedy first person shooting campaign. It was nothing even close to that. <laughs> Bro, the joint felt so incomplete and rushed. I was just like, wow that really soured me and, and yeah that, mm-hmm. that's a stain that's a stain on i heard they even got they, they put new content i'm not going back <laughs> i'm not nope i I'm saw good. a reddit post dare to try to say it's actually better now i was like dude stop yeah. you're part of the problem now oh, like yeah. stop with the i like my bounce backs but but that game was a disgrace bro just pure movement and aim controls being bad i was just like i gotta turn this off this is the quickest uninstall ever so mm-hmm. yeah crossfire x Sorry, what number bro. was that for you number two we got one interesting more. i'm sorry I'm, I'm very curious what what mm, pushes one past that one worse mm. than that and you did scorn as well what yeah scorn was three scorn was three mm. i'm very keen to find out yeah, what your one. number one is you gonna like it you gonna love it Oh, it's a you death will loop? love it. Why don't want to get to me? All right, so my number two is a game I said, yeah, we'll talk about it in a little bit. It is Scorn. Scorn was a heartbreaker, man, for me personally. I didn't have any hype going into it. Mm-hmm. 
But this game was no matter any way I tried to work around it, I give every game a true like benefit of the doubt and try to like in this case with score and brute force through certain aspects of it to just try to get to the next stretch and give it the best chance I can. But this game broke every stretch of the way for me. And with one of the most infuriating save systems, which is the fact that it doesn't exist, was insane to me. Mm -hmm. The fact that this game just auto-saves when it feels like, the fact that I had a 30-minute save file and then a two-hour save file when I died, I had to retrek all that just so I could make my review because I didn't feel comfortable being like, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger at the two-hour mark here for this one, even <laughs> if it's a short game. Like, this game gave me an existential crisis. I was like, man, am I really wasting my time with this? Should I really go this far? And it was like God spoke to me as I was playing Scorn, which is funny in such a demonic experience like this because as I'm trekking along, I fall through the map. The game auto saves. I showed it in my review. Your man could not progress on this. He restarted and replayed four hours of the game again. And look, Scorn had no W qualities for me to get me back into that train and going on the rail again. I could not possibly do it. And again, Kong, mm. you touched on it, but like that combat was the most unnecessary thing. I think if Scorn was just a straight up immersive first person exploration game with puzzles, it would have been for a particular crowd, but it would have done it really well. Maybe drawn in a crowd it's not for. But because it tried to do something it's not built for, it was sluggish, weird feeling. I mean, dude, like shooting this penis puncher into this <laughs> yeah, into gaping the organ. I'm like, what is this? That's how I do a kill shot in this game? It's just, it was a really weird game in that regard. And I know artistically that was its intent, but when they tried to connect it with the weapons and again, like one enemy was this hole and you would shoot this phallic object into it. <laughs> And when you did nail it just right, by the way, yes, yes. it would do the one shot kill and you'd save resources. It tried to become this survival horror thing that it definitely wasn't. And as the combat progressed on and on and on, I don't know how anyone could have recommended this game, not because of the technical state I experienced, but just as a game. I was like, this doesn't feel good to play at all. And I, I, when I'm not playing it, I'm literally running past sections of the game to skip content because yeah. I don't want to fight things. I was like, this is awful. And then again, the game broke for me. So yeah, yeah to me, Scorn was a game that I wanted to love. It tested Same. my patience as I went through it multiple times to try to get to the end and it just wouldn't let me. While it's been patched now, I can't fully recommend it because again, that combat is a design thing that you just can't patch out. No, well said, well said. Definitely one of the bigger disappointments because yeah, we all we all were hyped for it. We all thought the potential was there to do something different and unique and yeah, it wasn't. But now we've reached my number one. We've reached the apex, it seems. We've made the apex for COG and let me, I gotta give a little backstory first. Cause COG is about legacy. COG is about there's certain games that were ritual games. I always tell you, like, I came from the Tekkens. I came from the Call of Duties, the Halos. But there was one game, even still around that time before that, that COG secretly was that guy. That he used to get his little custom team, his little fantasy, John madden football oh. this is this means a lot cog would buy madden every year and do the custom team and i would play in tournaments and franchise mode with the homies and i stayed i got out of it because i was like you know what yeah you were doing much redundant stuff i got it mm -hmm. you call of duty this thing i got it 
But then they said, Cog, the legend, your man, cover the box. The legend, John Madden passed away. They doing the tribute. They've refined all the animations. They rebuilt. They literally said in the post, this is what got me. We understand. We've heard you. We understand the lack of polish. We have addressed all these issues. And because Madden has notorious for knowing having same issues from year to year. They yeah. literally came out with a post 23 and said, and I'm like, okay. All right, let me jump. And then they got supposedly the John Madden mode fired it up. And for about an hour, <laughs> they had me fooled. I was like, oh, okay. You mm. saw, I even talked about it on the dude. I was like, yo, John Madden, okay. Yeah. Look good. It had a little legacy mode versus it. That's when the honeymoon phase ended. Bro, I'm talking about one of the buggiest worst football game like everybody's like on a marionette players running oh. through walking each other the sideline is the most lifeless sideline i paused the game you do a game winning touchdown or something and these dudes are sitting there like this on the side like i'll be like what's going on then the thing what madden does every year is like they'll have a revolutionary feature that they introduced maybe two seasons ago Take it away the next year, then bring it back this year and repurpose it. Targeting pat passing. I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. you been had that. This is not no mm -hmm. new feature. So it's going Devious. to show you, bro, the 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 money hatting, that frostbite, still not it. That development cycle with the yearly they, bro, they're just cashing out. And it's really egregious what is happening. That it's only them that has this license. And the fact that this is when no competition is a problem. This is why I want people like 2K and whatever and the NFL. Hello, get this license, send this to other people. They, they are destroying simulation football. Like it is awful. Like the lack of polish that this game is embarrassing i was just like bro the fact that nfl players are saying yo madden what the f this is mm. trash like and mm. the players that you like yeah, guys who yeah <laughs> like i missed the days you know what is bad mm. when i could pull up remember we had a, a talk and i told you one of the greatest games of all time is nfl 2k5 to this yeah, day nfl 2k5 has better ai offensive defensive line shedding and interactions than madden currently to this day it's an embarrassment madden no you gotta get you gotta get it man i'm sorry i mm. thought i was fooled i tried to come back i thought it was just gonna be it and they did it to me again and it sucks. I love football. That football has kind of risen almost to my number one sport. You know, I love most of my Mets. But football, man. I because football is a sport I could watch many teams and still enjoy. Man. Nah, man, they 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 did it dirty. And and they desecrated the legacy of the of John Madden died, and you have a bad man. You have the worst man, yeah. Madden, bro. Yeah, they cared, didn't they? <laughs> they desecrated <laughs> and they, they cashed out. Madden, I'm done. I'm done with John, man. Yeah. I ran over. <laughs> just, it, Dude, hurt. it hurt. Per it perfectly hurt. Perfectly No, no, I that one I can back. understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing the videos. I haven't played a, a sports game in years because EA just had a. They had a monopoly on all of them. Like for me, it was NHL. NHL yeah. was awful, especially like the the player models. I can definitely speak to you. Like they didn't look like anyone from the NHL. Like they they do Patrick Kane and give him like a black beard, and it's like what? This doesn't fucking look like him at all. And they got better with it over the years, but. 
this these incremental gains being celebrated are exactly the problem with yes. simulation sports games and yes. you you nailed it perfectly with Madden on why it's becoming problematic because they really truly are cashing out with the <laughs> ultimate team and whatnot and it's frustrating to see because they're kind of destroying the growth of the sport the reason I became a hockey fan was not because I watched the game I played shell and I was like yo this is fun yes. let me watch the real thing and this will work for people Same. when they can get a grasp of it interact with it like that's what gets them to click so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a great pick that's a yeah. great pick because i forgot Glor- that even came to game pass yes too. glorified roster update same engine for the past four or five years terrible yeah. but enough about me i got to hear this what is yeah the number worst one worst game pass game of 2022 this was an easy one like when i made my list this was the first thing i wrote down because this one has not left me since in a good way. Crossfire X. I know you already touched on it. But that's why I was so curious. I wasn't trying to give it away, but when you were like, there's something worse than this. Now that you say it, I'm like, okay, get where he's coming from. But Crossfire X to me yeah. was hands down bar none the worst shit, not only of Game Pass, <laughs> but of the year. Woo! Remedy who, how? There's no way. There's just no friggin' way, man. This is the only video game that has ever missed the day one service when it was supposed to arrive. Think of every game that's dropped on Game Pass. When they announced it was coming that day and when it was day one, oh, all the checks and balances were in order. Yep, it's there, it's available. But man, when you tried to search out Operation Catalyst for Crossfire X or even the base game, it was nowhere to be found. It was buried and they were charging for it because they knew based off the scuttlebutt online, this shit was catastrophically bad. It was mesmerizing how terrible this game was. Okay. Cog touched on the AI. I'll keep that part light. But the fact that you could, again, I always encourage people to watch my reviews just oh. so you get the visual context. Not to get me and my my views and all that stuff oh, up. That's great. Just so you can see the points I talk about because I'm typically referencing them. But, dude, I was just going for a Sunday stroll through these levels. No one was challenging me. They just roll out of cover and just point their gun at me. And I'm like, okay, one two, three, I guess I'll shoot you now, and that's it. I mean, it was that type of AI. Even down to the insulting the player type game design, or really narrative design, where I'll always remember this cutscene as long as I live, man. So this man is, he's got his handcuffs on, he's on a bus by himself, and his Mm -hmm. handcuffs are tied around the top of a a seat in the car, okay, uh, or a seat in the bus, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's around a metal rod, by the way. Yeah. So there's no breaking through, and it's it's a horizontal one. So he can't like lower his hands to the ground. This is all important because in this cutscene, this man's sitting there and he's looking out the window and he sees these the the cops or whatever are pulling mm-hmm. up. He's like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. But his handcuffs are are tied up here above his head mm-hmm. to a metal bar that cannot go lower. Mm-hmm. He looks down to his left. This man's wearing his shoes, by the way, mm-hmm. and he sees a little lock pick on the ground that's conveniently there. Mm-hmm. The camera cuts away, shows some dudes like walking up, and the camera cuts back, and suddenly he's got the lock pick in his hands, <laughs> and he's breaking himself out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did he do that? Did he use the force? How was that possible? From that to the level design where Ugh. they had electricity running through rocks. Oh, no. There was no thought put into this game remedy definitely just took their bag and said sayonara 
Thanks so much. See you later. They <laughs> did not put an ounce of effort into this. They took their money and walked because they knew they would not be absorbing most of the blame. And then you get into the controls, which Cog touched on. Feels sluggish, feels awful. And I'm not even talking like if you play Destiny or Halo. Like comparatively speaking, those are some of the best feeling FPS games in the market. So of course it's hard to stand up to those. But I would even argue Fallout 3 is a better first person shooter mm. than what what uh, Crossfire X was. I mean, it's it's that close. And that's saying something, man. Fallout 3, you couldn't even aim down your sights in. Like, come on. And this <laughs> game had multiplayer with that audacious control setup and it was it was infuriating and it tried to be cod 4 like they, they tried to do wet works i'm like huh where have i seen this before creatively bankrupt technically broken insulting game design mm. insulting narrative design mm. absolutely a cash out and somehow the only game to this day in the day one game pass history that coincidentally missed its day one drop for four days yes four days i tracked yeah. this shit because it was fascinating man four yeah. days it wasn't yeah. day one because when it dropped in i was like by the way this is here Anyway, um, I was like, yeah. You we also got Mass Effect and, and, and uh, Hitman here. You absolutely <laughs> right. I remember because we was like, yo, where is it at, y'all? And mm -hmm. they was like, you couldn't get a, a definitive answer what was going on. And then it just snuck out. And it's mm -hmm. when you see that type of situation, and it kind of reminded me of embargo type situations. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, the reviews no. dropping at 12 p.m. the day of release. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you see like, the shove it to the side. And that's like what Crossfire that X was. Yeah. Oh, Man, yeah, this game. I'm sorry. No, no, continue. Please continue. Oh, I was going to say this. This game, man, was so bad, and it was so bad that it's the only review in the history of me doing reviews that I spoiled the game from front to start. Or I'm sorry, front to back, because I knew that no one should play this game mm. ever. It's mm. not a you know, like I said with uh, Trek to Yomi, maybe Deathloop facetiously, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Crossfire X, like you would never, ever, even score, like you might want to try it. Right. Crossfire X, you should never, ever touch with a 20 foot pole. It is terrible. Yeah, it is. It's definitely it. Listen, technically, you're absolutely right. There's probably the most broken kind of, you know what I'm saying, situation. And Made the only reason why I had mad at it was just because it was just like, because I would of say Madden was equally as bad. Because it's like who you are to have this level of of unpolished and, and being broken. But no, but yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I remember it, like I said, because the, to your point, I remember when that game first got announced, Xbox was out with this. They were like, Crossfire X in the cinema. And then they and did they, their next preview. And they were yeah, like, then <clears throat> well, I guess the word got out internally once they got the build. And they yeah. were like, oh, 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 <laughs> no. Oh. They, 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 you, it almost like it got silently removed from marketing. I've never yeah. seen Xbox kind of step away from something. Like you said, that game is the only game I know that didn't hit its Game Pass release date. That's where you know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how can we cripple the launch of this to not tie it to us as much as possible? Yeah. Shout out to him. <laughs> but we uh, did it. We did it indeed. Worst. The, the best and worst games of 2022 in Xbox Game Pass. You can download and check all of these out or avoid them as per your taste of games. Cog, it was a fun one. I love yeah. going through this with you. So uh, is there anything else you want to add on here as a capper to our 2022? I think this will be the final episode of the year. Yeah, man. Look, man. Great, great episode. I love our, our yearly tradition. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So look, you got them stocking stuff. We told you the five to go get. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To go run out there, go check those out. Give those a shot. We got some very unique titles, I thought. Also, I, th- I did have some honorable mentions, you know what I'm saying? Trek the Yomi. Oh, oh. oh Pentiment. I mean, I got I to gotta defend. It may be for sub. You know, Pentiment not man. making your list was a surprising Pen- one. I thought that yeah, was going to be there. Yeah, Pentiment not making my It was tough. It was tough. And I had to, mm-hmm. the, the reason being, I was just like, man, as does fall just a little bit of a couple more different things and I thought I had a more wider appeal so I yeah. figured more people may like it but Pentiment was up there. and I also want to give honorable mention to Chorus Chorus I thought did some things very well interesting that was, yeah that was that was a nice ship based combat that kind of thing but yeah go check those out man like I said you, you got you got your you know, you know a little Xbox under the Christmas tree and mm-hmm. trying to figure out you know what you're doing with that game pass what you going to ch- check out with that service what's in that buffet mm-hmm. we gave you some nice one I love you're mad. I love your indie, the indie takes, man. I mean, you got some really good gems in there, man. So yeah, go check that out. And uh, fun episode. I love this uh, yearly tradition, best and the worst. Yeah, let's run down it one more time, just so yes. people know in case they lost no any of these suggestions throughout the episode. So my top five best Game Pass games are as follows: number five, Danganronpa; four, Sniper Elite; five, three, Signalis; two. TMNT Shredder's Revenge and one a Plague Tale Requiem you can find all of those right now and the worst games are as follows number five Trek to Yomi four Paparazzi three Death Poop two <laughs> Scorn and one Crossfire X no doubt and for mine number five As Dust Falls number four Naraka Blade Point number three Grounded number two Plague Tale Rec Room number one Persona 5 Royale go check that mm-hmm. out and for the worst we got Shredders <laughs> Rainbow, <laughs> Rainbow Six Extraction Crossfire X Scorn Crossfire X and Madden 23 nice Nice. Love these lists. This is a fun one. So, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed. Of course, as always, fire away with your Game Pass suggestions down below. And since this is a main episode of DD, we'll use the hashtag, I'd say, Game Pass DD, just to yeah, keep Game it Pass nice DD. and simple. Absolutely. Let us know if you got this far into the episode. You can tag us on Twitter. I'm at G27Status. That is at Lord Cognito. Let us know what you thought. If you don't want to go on social media, we get it. You can use the hashtag Game Pass DD. Fire away in the comments down below with your thoughts and your suggestions, because this is just a big episode of Game Pass Pick of the Week pretty much. So we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, Cog, it was a blast doing this show with you for all of 2022. So salute to you. And here's the 2023 where uh, we might finally get to talk about video games on our show in in (laughs) earnest. Like things coming to the platform and breaking down news. Yeah, it's going to be fun. First part of releases, man. Fantastic year, man. We killed that. Salute to 100 episodes and Mm -hmm. looking forward to the next year. And we got, I feel, I'm excited. We're going to have a lot to talk about, even more fun things, more game focus, hopefully as well. Yes, more game focus is what I'm mm-hmm. truly hoping for beyond anything else for our show. Just yes. being able to like, I like talking about the economics always of our industry, the the deals, uh, and it's kind of you know boning us up for when that becomes a factor later with these games. But like, <laughs> I just really want to get into the game stuff, man. Like, Facts. I want to get into all that. Like talking about what we just saw with Hellblade and Fable or whatever. I just want to get to that stage of our show so bad. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're hopefully going to start that in 2023. But thank you so much for listening for all of 2022. We hope you have a happy new year. And uh, here's to a healthy, fun 2023 with lots of video games. Take take care of yourselves. And we will see you in our next episode away from the holiday break. Peace Peace. out. Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast, is a product and trademark of Last Stand Media and Collins Last Stand LLC and is recorded from the United States of America. The show is conceived by Matthew Mr. Matty Plays Schroeder and me, Colin Moriarty, and is written and produced by Matthew Schroeder. 
Maddie's co-host is Barry Lord Cognito Eversley. Defining Duke's executive producer is Dustin Furman, and the show is edited by associate producer Ben Smith. All of Last Stand's theme music is by Ramon Narvaez. As you know, all of Last Stand Media's shows, including Defining Duke, are fan-funded on Patreon at patreon.com slash laststandmedia. The following names are at the producer support level on Patreon, and we're thankful for your kindness and generosity.